Right now is a hard time and there's a lot of scary things going on and we're right to be to have some fear. We're right to be afraid of a virus. We're right to be afraid of getting somebody sick that can't handle the virus. Maybe as we could handle it. But uh, longer term, there's not a lot to fear about the uh, about what's going on. But right now, it definitely feels uh, like so much more real. And one of the other reasons is because we haven't had a recession. We haven't had a big correction. It's been a 10-year period where the market's just really, and the economy's really done well, especially the, the last three years. It's really done well. But what's happened is, and, and we could talk about this, the government has stepped in in various ways and said they're not going to let mass businesses Welcome to the fourth episode of Conversations with James Shannon. We will be talking to Nev Harris about several topics that affect all of us. How can we be successful after the tragedies from COVID-19? And what can we do about our money? Nev also was kind enough to give away some free stuff that can help you out during these times. So make sure you stay tuned so you can see what those things are. However, we are also talking about another issue. Nev shares with us his battle with anxiety and depression and how he was able to deal with them. Here is my conversation with Nev Harris. All right, everybody. Today's guest is an agency owner who teaches people how to understand their money and how to use it as a tool to grow their business. He has an MBA in finance, but he isn't one of those finance guys that bores you with money talk. He makes it simple and fun. Nev Harris, thank you for agreeing to have a conversation with me. Sure, sure, sure. Happy to be here. It's my pleasure. Now, Nev, you said it's a passion of yours to carry on your dad's legacy. Can you tell me a little bit about your father? Sure. Um, my dad was came from a depression area uh, generation family where they all lived in where him, his mom, his dad, his brother lived in one room. That's how they grew up. And then I uh, was the first to go to college and didn't really do well in college. He wasn't a really good, an academic person, but he took a class on finance and taught him about money and how to manage money and what to do with money. And then he just had this love for money and spending money properly and teaching his kids about money. And so that, that, that's what generated my love for it. He was my mentor and everything like that. So everything he taught me just made such a difference in my life. And then when I got into the agency game, I came in with a marketing and a finance background, a business background, not a tech background. So I worked with all these other right brain creative people that were my friends and colleagues and they really struggled with their money and understanding it. And they would have ridiculously successful businesses, but wanted to quit because they didn't understand that, you know, how successful they were, or, you know, they didn't think they were making any money. They were doing really bad in the first couple of years. And I'm like, not really. So it was just, they, and they were, and it broke down. They were just scared to look at it and think about it because they just didn't feel that they were supposed to understand money. So that, that's kind of where this came about. So it's a way to give back and teach people this kind of thing. It was a passion project and it's taken on a life of its own. So it's fun. That's awesome. I'm glad that he was there to help you guys with understanding money because you never see that. When I was growing up, nobody taught me anything about money. I actually didn't even start wanting to learn about money until about five years ago. And I'm 36 now. So I wish I had somebody when I was a child to teach me. Yes. And a lot of times we learn and a lot of the times the things we do learn about money 
are the things that hold us back from it. Like we're talking about never talk about money. Don't ask people about money. Don't. Um, and even in some cases, we're taught that, you know, people who have money are like evil in a way. And that, you know, we, the, the people like the Mark Zuckerberg's, Bill Gates, they didn't get, you know, they, they just got really lucky and, and then those kind of things. And so we have all these bad negative beliefs around money that we carry into like adulthood. So true. Holds us back. All right, so I do want to talk about something, something that we're all dealing with, COVID-19. How has it impacted you? So we have the agency and another company, and then, but we've been really putting a lot of time and effort and, and money behind the, the personal brand that helps people understand this. We're not making, it's not a profitable business by any stretch of the imagination. We're actually spending a lot of money on it. And then we had, and we were just starting to get some momentum and we had some speaking engagements. We had four of them. And we had one big uh, networking event that we were attending. And they all, so that's five events that all got canceled. And so just, you know, had we spent a fortune getting everything off the ground in this and ready to go. And right when we go into, to get the word out about this to people, all that went away. And so, and then on the agency side, we had two proposals that were for uh, over $20,000 that, uh, where I got the green light that then got the red light. Wow. Yeah, it, it definitely um, impacts people. And it, it's crazy. So what I decided to do is, you know, in, instead of um, just helping people understand money, you know, which, which is a core belief of ours, now we're just trying to help people understand what's going on in this economy. So um, what I said is, okay, we, we were given a bunch of lemons, but we're going to make some lemonade out of this. It's, my special gift right now is called to help people. And so I'm just, that's, that's how we ran into you. We don't know each other. We were just looking for ways to, uh, to get out the word on podcasts and everything like that, just to go in and talk to people and help people and understand and give them perspective as to what's going on with these events. I had just interviewed somebody um, a week or two ago, and they were telling me that a friend of theirs had committed suicide because once the, the virus hit, it destroyed her business and she didn't know what to do with her money. So do you have any words of encouragement for others or anybody that... They don't know what to do now that the, they're being impacted due to the virus. Yes, yes, yes. So a couple things. One, everything right now is different, okay? But nothing is different in certain aspects. And I'm not going crazy here. Follow me okay. on this one. So we've never experienced where businesses have to be shut down. We were just talking before this. You live in LA about the traffic in LA. And you're like, man, I can't believe I was out for a little bit. And the roads, there's no traffic. You've never seen that. Right. You're right. We've never seen it. We've never seen businesses have the force shut down and, and all these things. So it's so new and it's so impactful and it's so right in our face every second of the day, like we're not supposed to leave our house. But the market, the economy, business is dealing with this way and they've dealt with every once in a lifetime, never thought what happened event that has happened in the last 100 years. And there's been well over 10 of them. And I'll, I'll point out just a couple for you right now. So well, one, we had a president assassinated, JFK. That was crazy. And the market went down big on that and came up. And we had the oil embargo of the late 70s. And that was like, you could, you could relate what's going on right now to the government forcing us into a medically induced coma that they can bring us, that they're going to bring us out in because things weren't really safe for us right now. So, but take the oil embargo of the 70s when the Arab countries were not sending oil into the U.S. So that caused lines at gas stations. I mean, oil was, you could refer to that as the lifeblood, uh, the blood of the economy. 
And then, so if oil is the blood of the economy, then that gets shut off. You know, blood is a little bit more important than a medically induced coma that we're in. I mean, that's what makes the whole economy run. Take 2008, for example. 2008 was a much more dire economic situation than this could ever get to. Because in 2008, what makes our economy work is access, is us being able to pay with a credit card, us being able to get money out of our bank account, the banking system being able to transfer money, businesses being able to get loans and be able to pay for their loans and credit cards and all those kind of things. So that had completely frozen up after 2008. And it was on the brink of the world financial system was on the brink of collapsing, where we were going to end up trading chickens. We were like days away from that, but we didn't realize that <laughs> because of things like uh, it was reinsurance risk and collateralized debt obligations. And they were just too out of our realm of possibility to understand what those words even meant, let alone the implication. So now we see it in our face so much. So if I had a chart, I could show you, but all those events that I mentioned to you in the longs, in the hundred year schema thing, they were little blips on a chart because the economy has gone up from in the last a hundred years when you look at it a hundred year, it looks like it's a sh like a pretty much a straight line up, but little squiggles. You know, there's not these big, huge dips and dives. Like right now, it just feels like it hurts so much more and it's so much real than it's going to feel in a year or two when we look back with some perspective. So the economy is doing what it should be doing, what it's always done, what it's always going to do, but it just feels so much more impactful right now in the moment. You think is it feels like that because it's being thrown in our face so much, or is it just something that we have to deal with that we are going to recover from? Because I think a lot of people feel hopeless and they feel lost and then they don't know what's going to happen next because it may be okay in the future, but right now it's bad for them. Right. Right now is a hard time and there's a lot of scary things going on and we're right to be to have some fear. We're right to be afraid of a virus. We're right to be afraid of getting somebody sick that can't handle the virus. Maybe as we could handle it. But uh, longer term, there's not a lot to fear about, the, uh, about what's going on. But right now, it definitely feels uh, like so much more real. And one of the other reasons is because we haven't had a recession. We haven't had a correction. It's been a 10-year period where the market's just really, and the economy's really done well, especially the, the last three years, it's really done well. But what's happened is, and, and we could talk about this, the government has stepped in in various ways and said they're not going to let mass businesses go out of business. They're not going to let mass foreclosures like what happened after 2008. They're not going to let people starve and everything like that. So the government is going to be there to support us and help us through these difficult times in the short term. And then in the long term, things will kick back into where they need to be where they've always been. And like I said, it'll be a blip on the uh, chart in the future. So right now, I think we need we should look if we have a business if we have our personal life we should look at our expenses and see which ones are unnecessary because if you have a business and you were making a hundred thousand dollars a year and you had ten thousand dollars worth of money you were wasting you know you're still making 90 and you're still like hey look 90 is pretty good you know you're sure. not you don't feel that ten thousand as much as if you if that drops to 30 and then you lose the, you're wasting ten thousand down to 20 you know, you feel that impacts of 20 to 30 a lot more than 90 to 100. 
So, right. you know, business or personal life, go in and cut out unneeded expenses because, you know, we, we want to keep as much cash. So, and not cash like paper currency, but just as much money that we could spend on other things and, you know, and trim, trim the fat a little bit right now so that we could get through the hard times a little bit easier. Yeah, great answer. I think I need to take that advice. Also, when I look at my stock portfolio, I get scared. I don't even look at it anymore because it's just a bunch of red. But is this a good time? I keep seeing a lot of people asking, is this a good time to buy stock? So that is um, now that seems like a yes or no question, <laughs> but it's uh, it's it's really uh, not. And I'm, I'm going to explain to you. So everything I just said, I'd be kind of. Uh, hypocrite if I if I didn't follow my own advice. So I invested uh, a lot of money in the S and P 500, an index of the whole economy, a couple of weeks ago. Now, did it drop another like 10% from then? Yes. Is it back up? I don't even know where yeah. it's at right now. You know why? Because I don't pay attention to it on a daily basis. I don't pay attention on a weekly or a monthly basis because all that, all those moves, day to day, week to week, month to month, it's noise. Because that's just the big institutional players trying to make money that day, that month, that quarter. And when we're as individual investors, we should have a long-term perspective on we're going to buy and we're going to hold. And we're going to hold for the long term because it's going to go up, it's going to go down. That's just an economic cycle. But in 10 years, we've never had a period of a a 10-year period where we've lost money with the market. So getting back around a very confusing answer, but getting back around to, it all depends on what your preference for risk is. Like I know, and I'm completely confident that no matter what happens, when I put that money in, I'm like, I might lose 15, 20%, you know, in the short term. But I know in a couple of years from now at, at the level it was at, that I'm going to be ahead. You know, there's, there's not a dot on my mind. So I'm completely comfortable with that risk because, but somebody else, they might not be comfortable. If, if you're not going to be able to sleep at night, see the best, I always say the best investment is the one you could live with. And that's the one you have to make. You have to know what kind of risk you're comfortable with, you know, in short and long term, and, and take that appropriately. So is the market going to go up from here? You know, I can't tell you. I could tell you in 10 years, hell yeah, we're going to be way ahead of where we are today. But, you know, can you get through those 10 years? Because like I said, there's just a lot of noise out there. We have stations, we have multiple stations that are dedicated to 24 hours of financial news. They're creating 99.9% of noise, you know? Because you get 0.1% that might be good advice from those stations because all the rest of it's noise that they're just doing because they create a channel around it. So that would be my take on that. That is an amazing answer and it makes me feel better. Hopefully it makes a lot of other people feel better. Earlier you mentioned that there are some expenses that we should take a hard look at and maybe cut what are some expenses you think that people should kill or can kill that they probably aren't they're probably not thinking about so from a business side from a business owner side and this actually this applies to um i think as as on the personal side too uh it would be subscription i knew it you know, I know uh, as a person, we, we have a whole bunch of subscriptions that, like I said, but when, when things were going really well, it probably wasn't a bad idea to have these subscriptions. So it wasn't the best idea, but we, we, we might have a need for them in the future. But nowadays, it's if we're trying to conserve cash and we, and we have 
three kind of subscriptions that do the same thing. We're buying a, a service that does pretty much the same thing and that we could do with just one of them. Maybe three of them do it the best in each category that they do it in, but one of them would do what all three of them do, but maybe not the best in class version. We have, if you go to um, nevharris.com, it's my website. We're giving away a whole ton of stuff for free because we just feel like right now we're in a financial position. I don't think go out of business, don't martyr yourself to do this. But if you're in a position, I think now is an important time to serve and give back. So we're giving away almost, yeah, everything on our website right now is free. So all our courses, all our trainings, all our giveaways, they're free. You could go there and download everything. To get our cash flow course, there's a code called a F as in take a guess what F means, like freak, but um, uh, COVID. So F COVID will get you our $197 cash flow course for free. And that'll help you get a really hold on straightening out your cash flow and understand where your money's going. Um, that's more for businesses. And then, but we have what's called our expense killer form. So to answer your question, long answer I gave here, but uh, we have what's called our expense killer form is completely free. You could go in there and it's like an expense audit. It helps you write down all your expenses and, and evaluate them one by one versus everything else you have. So when people do this, they always save a couple hundred dollars a month. I mean, we, we had one person save over a thousand. Now that's a month. So you wow. save $200 a month. That's $2,400 a year that you're putting back in your pocket. And uh, we do that at Nev Harris and we teach this stuff, but we, we always buy stuff that we shouldn't have bought. I mean, my problem is overspending. You know, um, so we use this once a year and always find money that we've just been wasting money that we've just been wasting and we could recoup that. That is awesome. I, I didn't even know you were going to do that or that you were doing that. NevHarris.com. I see some, some of your courses. I know there's one with uh, you and your sister, uh, Mary Beth, right? You guys are doing it together. Or? Yes, 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 yes. My sister, she's the teacher. She was, she used to be a teacher and I'm passionate about this stuff and she knows the teaching stuff. So um, yeah, we're, we're, we're putting together a course. And she's, it's funny, like when people say they can't understand money, they're not a math person, they're not, not you're talking about Mary Beth, ideally. So when I started this business and I needed to hire somebody and Mary Beth was the first person, she'd helped me out so much in the beginning. You know, when she didn't want to teach anymore, I was able to bring her on. She didn't understand. She didn't even know that you balance a checkbook. She didn't even know what a check register is. But I understood all this stuff, but I had a thousand other things I needed to be doing and I couldn't spend like hours a week in the books. So I trained her to do all this kind of stuff. And if she was able to learn this stuff, <laughs> anybody can learn this stuff. So, um, and that's kind of where this, you know, course came from. It's like, well, shit, if we could teach you how to do it, we could probably teach anybody. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that you think people don't understand about money? I think what they... So let, let, me, let me back that question up to a more big picture view of that because I always think we ought to look at the why. Um, oh. And I think we touched on this earlier. I, I don't think there is, there is what they can understand about money. I think it's what they believe they can't understand about money. And if you believe you can't do something or you can do something, you're right both ways. And so that's a trite old saying, but you know, I like it and it's true. You know, so you can understand your money the problem is it was never clearly explained to you because money is talked about in this foreign language that I like to call accountantese. It hasn't evolved in like 100, 150 years. Like we don't speak the same about anything like we did 100, 150 years ago, except money. 
the conversation around that hasn't changed. So the access to it hasn't changed. We're so big on like my nephew's taking some kind of advanced physics class in high school next year, but yet he doesn't know any, like they, they don't have a course on teaching you how to balance a simple checkbook or how to, what a, a loan is or something like that. So he's going to, he's never, he's not going to go on and do something in physics. He's never going to use that information, but we're not teaching any basic information to kids about finance. So we grow up thinking that we can't understand it. And that's why what we try to do is explain it in a very simple way. That's easy to understand that you don't need any advanced degrees or uh, know a special language to understand your money. Even now, when I talk to people about money, it is so hard for them to understand when I say compound interest and they get like, wait, what? I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm glad that somebody like you is out there teaching people how to understand money in a simple way because it's it's hard. It's hard to understand for people that don't understand and it's hard for some people to explain. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, compound interest. We'll get that in our personal class, which is coming out later this year. But cool. you, I have a friend that's an attorney who has another friend that's an attorney that works in his office. The, the other with well, one attorney was trying to explain it to him, the compound interest and how that works. And he couldn't, as an attorney, you know, you think the guy's pretty smart if he got through law school, but he couldn't get his hands around it because the way my friend was explaining it to him. And I came in and I, I kind of explained that concept to him. And he was like, oh, okay, okay. Because he didn't get that when you're paying, um, he was paying some, uh, he had this uh, variable annuity investment product that was had a huge expense ratio on it, a huge expense rate on it. And I was showing him like that that two percent you're paying that you'll have in thirty six years at two percent a year, you would have if if you invested your money and you had five hundred thousand after thirty six years, if you were paying two percent less in expenses, you would have a million dollars. You would have double your money in thirty six years, just at a two percent just paying 2% higher, getting a 2% lower return or paying a 2% expense. So, and he couldn't understand that because he was, and, and so I had to break that down to him. And then he, and then when he, when he understood that it was like light bulb went off and I said that, you know, like he's really, I mean, if you have a million dollars, you know, that's going to be, you're going to have a million short. It's like whatever you would end up in 36 years, you could double it for doing nothing other than not paying that fee. I always try to pull out a compound interest calculator so I can show people they still don't get it. Some do, some don't, but it's just... Um, they don't need to understand the concept behind it. They just have to see the numbers that come about because of it. Because mm. if you try to explain difficult concepts to people instead of showing them how those concepts... Show them how the concept applies to them instead of how it actually works. Because when, when they start seeing how it applies to them, then you could build on that. Because it's like learning is simple wins, simple small wins along the way that build up into something bigger. Awesome, Nev. So I do want to change topics a little bit. I know you seem like you're a very happy person and I, I love the energy, but I know this is something that's a bit harder for you to talk about. Can you tell me about your anxiety and depression and how you learned how to deal with it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I'm a very, uh, I'm, I think I'm a bit of positive, proud, happy person. And it was uh, hard for me to um, uh, like realize that, that I had anxiety and that it was, um, it was starting to, uh, it had a really uh, negative effect on my life. 
I, I came up with every excuse in the world for how I was feeling for years. Yeah, it, it was tough that my dad had died and um, I was getting, uh, I had an agency that was successful, but I hated it because it's just, you know, having, you know, success isn't always what it's cracked up to be. I was lucky to have some um, amazing friends that uh, helped me realize what I was dealing with and helped me. So yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's, it's an insidious thing that you have. You won't realize the effect it has on your life and how it's pulling you down and everything like that. Mental health is like a, a real kind of thing. I, I think, and especially in today's age of like social media and everything like that, everybody is like just trying to show their fake edited version of their self. And it makes us feel worse about ourselves because, you know, we think everybody else is having this amazing life. Everybody struggles. Everybody has problems. You know, you might think somebody has the perfect life, but you just think you're only seeing that 1%. You're not seeing what's, what's in their closet. So I think at some point in life, you know, we're all going to go through this and, you know, to get help, to get, you know, no, no matter if that's, somebody to talk to, friends, uh, medicine, anything that's going to help you bridge that gap. And I'm, an, I'm a natural anti-medicine in general kind of person, but I'll tell you, I took for about six months some anti, uh, an anti-depression to change my life because anti-anxiety, depression medicine, because this is, you know, it's funny. This used to be like really, really hard. I'm glad you asked me this question. So it used to be like, really hard to talk about in a minute and I and, and just because I was like proud you know and like you said I, I seem like such a happy and I've always been a happy person but I just think we we have this I just think we're, we're human you know and we're all gonna have you know these things happen to us we're all gonna have our struggles we're all gonna have to pull ourselves up and do something so I don't know I'm maybe rambling a little bit but yeah that's yeah. So I'm not, I'm not as rehearsed about talking about this kind of stuff. But yeah, so <laughs> thank you for asking that. What you said is very important. Everybody has their struggles. That was part of the reason why I started doing this because people would think that, oh, everything in your life is fine. I'm like, no, it's not. I, I dealt with, with suicide or suicidal thoughts. And then people always say, really? You don't look like somebody that's suicidal. Like, how does somebody look? So like I said, you, you seem happy. You have a business. Everything's going great. And people may not think that you have struggles. So I want to highlight that everybody has struggles. And you said that. And these things are always hard for me to, to even talk about because I know everybody has things that are difficult for them to talk about. But it's important. It's important for people that are dealing with the, the same things and the same issues. And I know that you mentioned that you took medicine and it made you a better person. Why do you think that was? Because... um it was hard to see. So, and like I said, I've been, I react poorly to uh, medicine. So, and I figured that out in my twenties and my, my doctor would always say, you're a difficult case. So, because my body just doesn't react well to um, any type of like medicine in general. I, so even like Advil, I take like one of them because uh, it hurts my stomach. But anyway, so so I, I've kind of avoided it. And then, but I just think, so I got to the place where I just needed something that would help me get my like head above water per se, you know, to just be able to, you know, instead of like bobbing up every uh, often to just get a quick breath, you know, the, the medicine helped me get out my head above water and see where I am and see, okay, wait, this water is only three feet tall. I could just put my feet down. Yeah. It just helped me 
it helped me recapture what my life was and I like the happy, positive feeling inside, not just outside. So I was only taking a really small dose so that it, I said I'll take it for like six months and see. And so, because like I said, really sensitive to medicines because I tried a, a larger dose and it just freaked me out. Yeah, it really helped me just get a grasp on things. And that's how the Nev Harris brand came about because I took that, I was able to get, you know, I was able to make the changes in my agency I needed to make that the stuff that was making me unhappy, I was able to embrace this uh, new project and become passionate about it again. I had a really great friend that she's a personal branding genius. Her name is Alyssa Nagel Flourish Online. She created all the Nev Harris brand for free for me because she thought it was an important message to get out and realized that I was struggling. So she did all that for free. Yeah. So just with great people and a little bit of help on that side, I just was able to get through to you know, be able to try to give back and help other people. And that's why it's important to me to give all that stuff away for free. Because I just think right now we need more than ever community and support for others. Like I said, don't do something stupid where you're going to go out of business if you give away stuff. But we could give away the stuff we have right now and still maintain. So I'm more than happy to do it and just try to help out people and try to, because I'm blessed to be here back to where I was. And that's a lot because of friends medicine just kind of and just coming to terms with and and honestly you know admitting that you know i had an issue with anxiety and everything like that and that's awesome that you guys are able to give away things for free i I love that you're giving back speaking of your brand your website your instagram everything is blue is that your favorite color (laughs) yes that that well that's our um yeah that 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 is my favorite color and that's like that's our brand it's like we, we we like uh black and white with pops of blue because it's like minimalist, but it's just like there's a bright thing that that will catch you, and especially something like an Instagram, which is it's all it's so colorful and everything like that. That if you do something that's different, like black and white or muted or something like that, it it'll stand out. And then when people start seeing it repeatedly, you know they'll identify. Like when you see that blue, or that like you know that kind of look that we have. You could like you don't even have to stop to look at my post to see that you know register subconsciously that you saw like a post from me. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. Like I was on your Instagram for a long time because of that, and then I seen um you have a, a jacket that says Nev, and then I think the the V it says Harris uh, on the one yeah. of the, v, the legs of the V. I think I was like, dang, like the branding here is like amazing. So she did a great job. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. It. She, she, she's, she's an absolute amazing. Okay, I'll tell you. So th- this woman is, is is a true rock star. <laughs> so she's Australian. I was up really late last night um, talking to her because she was. And she's a really good business and she's even really upset and really worried and was talking about she's having an existential crisis, you know, just thinking that she needs to just give up everything, you know. So it's not like if you're sitting there struggling, you know, and you think, you know, that you don't have that your problems are just your own. They're not. Everybody feels the way you feel right now. So we're in this together. And that's why I think that's why I just... I love your podcast. I love this conversation because my biggest argument with my course, like with, with her and everybody else on my team and everything like that is putting a mindset component in it, wrapping everything we teach around mindset because money and so much in life is 90% mindset and 10% what you know or what you do. Very true. All right. So one last thing before I let you go and um, get back to your day. 
Do you know if is there like an app or anything where we can play cards against humanity with other people <laughs> that are stuck in their homes? Wouldn't that be great? I would love that. Right. <laughs> so I I don't know about that, but if you find it, please tell me. Yes, I do need to find out. I seen that uh, that you play. I was like, oh shit, because I play that. Or I used to play with my um my niece and my nephew. They're my age, not little kids, but I used to play with them all the time. And now I can't go to her. My house. friends hate playing with me because I'm very um. I, I'm I'm very like an empathic kind of person, so I can kind of and 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 like you know people I pay attention to details and everything they I love to listen and so I'm I'm really good at, I'm really good at that game so I could always you know I'm, I I always win and so they hate to play with me because they feel like I'm like in their head too much. <laughs> so yes 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 if I would love it if you find it online. So, you know, I, my sister bought this new game called um, Seven Wonders, and it's, it's, it looks a little goofy, but it's, it's actually been a ton of fun. We've been playing with her and her family. I love board games, too. Yeah, me too. Me too. I just can't find people to, that want to play with me because I, I like Monopoly. It just takes a long time, and, um, but I play everything. Monopoly, Scrabble, Chess, Checkers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun times. All right, Nev. Well, I want to thank you so much. I know that these times it's difficult for people to talk about the coronavirus and to talk about you know their issues with depression and anxiety and you came in you shared a lot about money and your story so i i really really do appreciate you for that if people wanted to learn more about you how can they find you our instagram is uh, nev.harris on twitter and most other things were uh, the nev harris um my website is nevharris.com if you have a business and you want support from a community of people, uh, we have a Facebook group called nevharris.com slash Facebook group. It's actually Think Tank for Agency Owners and Freelancers, but that's way too long of a title for anybody to remember type in. So if you just go to that short link, nevharris.com slash Facebook group, it redirects you right there. Yeah, DM me, get in touch with me. If you want to have a conversation about your specific issues you're facing with money, I'm talking to people completely free having just these half hour uh, talks with people to help, help them understand their money and their cash flow and work through some stuff. We're, we're going to be coming out with another course that, that's going to be about what's going on here. And we're going to give that one away for free. So yeah. So share the stuff we're given. Um, yeah. Let's go out there and make an impact. And thank you for what you do. Thank you for having this podcast. Thank you for sharing your story with people. I mean, I think it's, it's amazing. I appreciate that. All right, everybody. Again, that is nevharris.com. And Nev, I thank you again so much for joining me today, and you have a great one, okay? You too. Thanks. Thank you. Nev, thanks again for sharing your story and helping people understand money in a more simple way. Don't forget to check out nevharris.com to get all the free stuff that he offered, or you can just check out the amazing branding done to his website and on his Instagram. You can get the links and more to everything that we mentioned at thejamesshannon.com slash four. And oh, Neff, there is not an official Cars Against Humanity app, but some people have made their own versions of it. You can also have your own deck made for like 10 bucks. If you are dealing with anxiety and or depression, let Nev be an example that you too can have success. Thanks again for joining me on episode four of Conversations with James Shannon. I'll talk to you guys later. Mm-hmm.